Hi friends, it's Lee from The Thinking Mystic. Thanks for tuning in for another episode. So first of all, I just want to apologize for the uh, sound quality in the last podcast episode. I was wearing my um, uh, hand tree and I didn't realize how much I move around and gesticulate when I'm talking to myself quietly alone in a darkened room as you do when you record a podcast. So yeah, I'm sorry about the interference. What you heard in the background was the mic dragging over my over my shirt as I was talking to myself alone in a darkened room. Anyway, so today I'm using my desktop microphone. I hope the sound quality is better. Let me know. Okay, so as you've probably deduced from the title of this podcast, today I want to talk about... Um, I want to do a retrospective on 2019. Uh, yesterday I did a retrospective for myself. Um, I actually drew the navel page of wands from the uh, Terra del Fuego, which is very poignant. Um, just looking at the card, you, it, it's this image of this naked person with their back to uh, the viewer of the card um, who's entering this dark big dark cave filled with all these scary eyes and the figure is missing a leg she's got a well he or she's got a stump um and they're using uh, part of a wand as a uh you know as a as a mobility aid i would say and then they're holding a torch in one hand and a raised wand in another and that 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 hit hard and that hit deep because that really is you know, that really has been my 2019. Um, honestly, it's probably more, it's probably been my last two to three years, actually. Um, I think probably the biggest thing for me in 2019 is I actually came out as both um, demisexual or gray, gray asexual. And I came out as, as genderqueer. Um and that's, I mean, I'm turning 32 uh, at the end of next April. So that's been many years in the in the making. And, but I do feel like it's part of the deconstruction I've been doing since I've left the church. And uh, yeah, it's just been, the, 2019 has been a big learning curve. Um, it's not always been easy, but yeah, perfectly summed up in the the Knave of Wands card. So I wanted to do a retrospective for the collective. I think on the collective level, uh, if we haven't learned any lessons on the collective level this year, it's because we haven't been paying attention, to be quite honest. Um, there has not been a lack of lessons. Um, for me, the biggest thing I would say is probably the, the rise in, well, I say rise, sort of probably a better way to say it would be would be to say it how more much more visible uh, things like white nationalism has become and how much more visible authoritarianism is becoming uh, not just in the US and in Britain but elsewhere in the world and honestly you know it's been that way for a while but this it's like 2019 because of what's been happening in uh, the Western world, 
and this is uh, this reflects very badly on those of us who are westernized um it's only i think because of what's been happening in the western world that we're beginning to really pay attention to what's happening elsewhere in the world and it's only because we're seeing what's happening with with um with Putin and Trump and, and Russia that beginning to notice like where else those threads are going, you know? So anyway. Uh, so I wanted to do a retrospective um, on that. So I've already drawn some cards and after the jingle, because I just want to check that my microphone is actually recording, we'll get uh, on with the reading. So on with the reading. Uh, I've gone ahead and I've drawn six cards. So I'm looking at the 2019's um, main lesson. It's main blessing. And then the remaining challenge as we head into uh, 2020. So I'm using my Robin Wood Tarot. I'm just going to flip the cards over and let's see what we can see about the here that was. Very interesting. So the first for what was 2019's main, oh, that is very interesting. So what was 2019's main lesson? We've got the Two of Swords, the Ten of Pentacles and the Death card. And what I like particularly about the Death card and this deck is that it's this very dramatic robed figure um, and it's holding a flag with white rose on it rather than a sky, but it's standing in a path, standing at a crossroad, and it's pointing you towards one direction. So it's blocking the path, uh, you know, in going in the other direction. So you can only go back where you, you know, where you were coming from, or you can move forward. You can follow the path that this figure is indicating. And I think that's been us this year. That's been the lesson this year. It's like. The last, I would say, 20 to 30 years, and I'm talking here about the, I'm talking, I would say, mostly about the westernized world or the western Western world. Um, it's kind of been a bit of a free fall, hasn't it? Um, if you just think about the sort of growth and expansion we've seen, for example, in areas like technology, just in the last 20 to 30 years, um, like I would say with the advent of the internet, for instance. And it's kind of been like the biggest setback, I feel like, again, in the Western world, I would say was the recession in the late 2000s. Um, but even that, I mean, that's now about 10 years ago. And nothing's really changed. Like the circumstances that led to that recession, they haven't been solved. They haven't been resolved. And that's just on an economic level, but I'm talking about that. I think that's true on a sort of a whole societal level. Um, like we see with, with uh, I, I always use Trump as I'm not trying to pick on America. I'm just using Trump as sort of the most obvious example of this change that's crept in alongside this boom. 
and I kind of feel like it's like I'm reminded of I think it's in um, uh, what is it called C.S. Lewis's uh, Chronicles of Narnia I believe um, I think it's towards the ending it it like when it turns out spoiler alert that all the kids are dead um, and I think he talks about and I should also say that I've never actually read the books. I've read some of them, but not all of them. So this is like me. This is what I've read about the books. Um, and he wrote apparently that, you know, so the kids were now in heaven and like every chapter was better than the last. It was like a book in which every chapter was better than the last chapter of heaven. And I kind of feel like we've been living in that way globally. Um, well, some of us, not all, not all the countries, obviously. But there's been sort of a trend of thinking that the good times are never going to end. And what's happened with Trump and with the rise in fascism and, a sort of, you know, the awareness of the increase of authoritarianism now that it's touching uh, more people than distant parts of the world that we can sort of easily ignore. It's showing us, you know, uh, this, it, it, it's a fable that we've bought into that things can just get better and better without actually changing the structure and you know this the structure of the world the structure of our, our economics and our politics and all of that um we've been very superficial that's what i'm hearing we've been living in a very superficial way we've not been caring for each other and this is true of of, of most everyone and just as a as just as the collective we've been we've been expecting everything to just keep getting better without there being any sort of um pushback um and without having to actually change anything so our lesson in 2019 has sort of brought us to this two of swords state we're kind of having to face up to our denial we're kind of having to face up to like I'm, I'm looking at this Ten of Pentacles card and it's this very serene, beautiful card. But if you look at it, it's very like it shows this family and this lovely garden and they're surrounded by their riches. And their riches are both their physical riches, their, you know, their financial security and then, of course, the family itself. Although in the Pentacles card, obviously, the Pentacles are more emphasized um, as opposed to, for instance, the Ten of the Ten of Cups. But what I'm seeing is that it's very protective and it's very, what's the word I'm looking for? It's very um, secluded. It's, you know, it's here in South Africa, we always mock the the sort of very wealthy people who live in these, uh, they've sort of got these enclaves in their suburbs and they literally uh, enfence themselves within them and they have like private security and all of that. And it's reminding me of that. It's like you can, and I think that's what we've done as a society. We've built these walls around us. Those of us who've had the privilege, mind, we've built these walls around us. And we sort of kept ourselves to ourselves. And um, But now sort of the trouble is at the gate. And the walls that we've built for ourselves are not uh, unscalable. That's sort of the big takeaway, I think. Yeah. So that's, I think, been our lesson this 2019. We're seeing the holes um, that we were trying very hard for a long time not to see and, and, and were successful in not seeing. 
and we're seeing the and I'm speaking here I mean, just as I'm talking I'm thinking about the fact that just again taking uh, white nationalism in America as in in the US as an example the people who haven't been like it's us white people who haven't been noticing that right like and I kind of want to finger us liberals also white liberals here it's like white liberals have had the privilege of not having to notice that white nationalism has you know is not dead and has not been dead ever it's been there all the time it's not like like i was saying to someone on instagram it's not like it popped up um four years ago when trump was elected like there was a road leading to that juncture like at this death card and for the first time, Trump was simply enabling people to say what they've been feeling all along. And so it's a privileged thing that we haven't, for instance, I'm talking about myself here, maybe I'm just particularly ignorant, but it's been a privileged thing for me not to notice that, uh, how prevalent still white nationalism, white nationalism is in a country like the US. Um, obviously, in our, you know, South Africa, they, I, you know, there's no uh, mistaking that it's still alive and well here. I was just reading an article the other day about this dude who was planning, he, he's been arrested for treason because he was planning to blow up townships. Um, so, But again, even, even here in South Africa, because I am a white liberal and I'm sort of the progressive one in the family and um, or consider myself the most progressive one in the family that sort of shelters you even that is sort of in itself a privilege because it can allow you to put a blindness to what's really going on so i think that's what been ha- you know that's what's happening on the collective level we've been forced to take off our blinders and you know we're being forced to leave the safety and security of this god and all this vision of ourselves and our world that we've built up and we kind of have to face the reality that many people who don't have the same privileges that we do have known to exist all along and it's been sobering to say the very least but yeah so this death card is pointing us like this is these are the consequences of our actions um this path it's not like some supernatural force is coming out and and saying well out of spite you can't go this direction it's like this is the path that we have to follow because we're following, we're treading in our consequences. So yeah, fun times. Okay, so that's the main lesson, I would say, for 2019. So the main blessing, we have the King of Swords here, the Two of Pentacles and the Magician. So I think the the main lesson, or the main blessing here is that we haven't been able to keep walking this tightrope. I'm looking at the Two of Pentacles here. And it shows this, I would say it's a performer um walking on a tightrope with these two pentacles um to enjoy pentacles we haven't been able to we're not able to keep doing that anymore i mean we we could try but it's getting harder and harder like just this morning i've read two or three different articles talking about how like in the u.s for instance this week the impeachment uh impeachment hearings or impeachment trial correct me if i'm wrong is starting uh, in the Senate, I believe. 
and it's you know these articles are talking about we really need to be sort of bear, bear witness to what's happening uh, what's happening at these at the you know, at this trial even though we're probably we're suffering from Trump fatigue uh, you know it's like the third second or third article just this morning I was reading about the reality of Trump fatigue and just in going by my various timelines I can see people feeling that um, people are just exhausted with how frankly shit the world is right um for myself i am exhausted like i'm struggling like i consider myself someone who's interested in in the goings-on of the world like news and politics and all that but for myself i'm struggling to keep up with it i'm i find myself like usually when i have a free moment or when i'm doing something else i listen to podcasts or i'll you know I'll catch up on the news and all that but i find myself pointlessly endlessly scrolling through tiktok for example because it's a distraction um you know it's not expecting anything of you it's not expecting sort of an emotional and a response because that's the reality you do get you do get tired you get tired out about always having to feel something and that sounds horrible to say i, I realize that but you get tired by having to care and so the blessing and this doesn't feel like a blessing is that we haven't been able to sort of do what we've previously done and sort of distance like completely distance ourselves from what's really going on in the world um, we've kind of had to become or inhabit the sort of king of swords energy where we have to you know it's like unfortunately and this is the truth unfortunately change only happens when enough people care to make change happen and so the king of swords is i think this energy is sort of forcing us to face up to this side of us that wants to be in denial and this is especially true of those of us who have privilege it's nicer to be in denial it's more comfortable to be in denial and while we all can't always all of us 100 percent keep up with the news and happenings and not expect that to have like a negative impact on or you know emotional and mental health that's sort of a far cry from sort of completely just keeping your head in the sand and that's what we've been doing on a collective level these last these last couple of decades we've been sticking our head in the sand and so the blessing this year has been that we're for, we've been forced to take it or, uh, to take it out and we're being forced to sort of face up to our shadows we're being forced to face up to ourselves and we're being forced to sort of use the king of swords energy to bring truth to bear because increasingly i was watching a uh, what was the show it's this new show called um well new to me uh the morning show with jennifer Na jennifer aniston and reese witherspoon um and one of the executives in the show was talking about how oh um truth is becoming you know people are sort of fed up with with truth it's too painful what they want is entertainment and i do think that's on a collective level something i think that's true that actually resonates um but this kind of sword energy energy is forcing us to face up to that forcing us to face up to this desire of wanting to actually stay in denial and it's forcing us to take sort of a clinical approach to it it's reminding us of the importance of truth and the truth is not always a, a, you know a, a relative concept that there is such a thing as um verifiable empirical truth 
bringing us to this magician energy. And this is saying that we do have the potential to make change. That's part of the blessing of this whole painful, protracted process. We do actually have the ability to make a change. I'm being drawn to the... Um, the, the two of pentacles are connected by the the two pentacles are connected by this uh, eternity sign i know there's a better name for it but i can't remember it and in the magician card the magician is holding up his palm and um, floating above his palm is also an eternity sign so that's showing us that we have the possibility to make positive change if only we can find the will for it and i do think that this whole painful process is part of finding that will for it um in one of my pick a card readings on over on Instagram, um, I was talking about this, um, how we're not, like we don't change usually unless we're forced to, unless something galvanizes us into taking action. And that's what these lot, you know, these last couple of couple of years, but especially 2019 has been about. It's like we're getting the opportunity to make a fresh start i mean the magician card is literally card number one in the tarot so our fool has now left the cliff and it's kind of up to us to sort of guide the landing on a collective level to see to help the fool find uh, his or her feet um by encountering the magician and sort of learning to find that role to make and bring about change on both a personal and a collective level because, of course, the personal level, if enough people do it, becomes the collective level. And so that's why it's so important to keep, you know, keep, be mindful of your mental health. But also be mindful of the fact that um, just in, engaging uh, the news and events of the day, um, there's, there's kind of a responsibility there. Um, I don't mean to sort of weigh anyone down who's already feeling weighted down. But there is, you know, look after you. We've got to look after ourselves, but we've also got sort of a responsibility. Um, I feel like the King of Swords is a witness to truth, and we have to be as much as we can be in a, you know, and in our own ways, we have to be witness to truth in our own lives, and in our communities, and then on the collective level. Okay, so that's our blessing. This whole thing, this whole year is actually a blessing in disguise, not to sort of deny how truly atrocious the events are, but it's the pro it's a process that can give birth to real and positive and lasting change, if only we will steer it that way, if only we can keep our heads out of the sand long enough to actually do that and see past the, the blinkers or the blinders of our various privileges. Okay, so moving on to the last three cards. So it's been the the lesson, the blessing, and now the remaining challenge going into 2020. And we have the Eight of Swords, the King of Pentacles, and the Four of Pentacles. And so immediately with the two Pentacles cards here, especially I think the King of Pentacles, I think is associated with Taurus. If I'm, if I'm, I don't know if I'm correct. Correct me if I'm wrong. But definitely with Earth energy, obviously the the Pentacle suits being the suit of Earth. And so immediately my, my thought here is resisting, you know, it's resisting this need for change. That's our challenge heading into, 20, uh, into 2020 is resisting wanting to stick our heads and keep our heads in the sand. Because what can we do? That's like, I'm looking at the Eight of Swords here and 
this is always to me such a a bittersweet card because on the one hand it's so easy to see when you look at the image that the person depicted and, and that this is a, a true across many different decks it's easy to see that the person depicted has an easy way out um what i actually like about the you know this particular depiction in the robin wood tower is that the swords instead of encircling the woman they are actually guiding her over dry ground so that she can make an exit make an exit and not sort of wade into the the water on either sorry the water on either side of her um It's you know it would be so easy for her to slip out of her uh, her restraints and take off the take off the blindfold and venture into into freedom, right? That it that's part of the point of the card. It's it's actually quite easy, but I think those of us who've been there know that that's really quite difficult. Um, denial, and I was saying this in another Instagram post of mine post of mind de denial sort of facing your denial and beating you know getting out of denial is half the battle of anything um it's half the battle of change um i think that's why uh, th we fear the tower card so much because the tower just kicks our denial right in the balls to be quite frank um so the the temptation for us is to keep sticking our head in the sand and the temptation is for us to be so paralyzed by the amount of work that we have to do as a collective that we opt not to do it at all which of course doesn't help anybody and privilege is a big part of this looking at this king of pentacles like if you're not personally feeling the need to change even if you're like the, the to me the eight of swords and the king of pentacles pentacles here are absolutely connected like if you don't feel even if you're trapped and even if on some level you realize that you're trapped and that the trap is sort of closing in and that at some point you're going to be affected it's not until you're actually affected that you feel the need to make change it's not until the water it's like the whole what was that the frog of the pot um, analogy like it's not until the water hits like the well, while I'm abusing the analogy, but it's not until the water reaches a certain point that the frog jumps out. Although in the analogy, it doesn't. Just ignore that. Um, but what I'm saying is, like, again, it's not until we really, really realize that we need change, that it's affecting, that we're reaching a certain level of discomfort, that we want to make change. And so that's going to be the challenge going to, into 2020 on the collective level. It's like there are many of us, um, most of us who have some sort of privilege, who don't think that we need change or who don't think that we need to change. I think that's the big one. We tend to think, well, I'm all right, so I don't have to do anything. And I support in theory that... Uh, people should be treated well but you know it's not until we sort of call on to do to you know it's not until it reaches like a personal level until we're faced with something that we have to have more than an opinion on we actually have to take some action that we realize okay well maybe some some changes needed here so that's our, our challenge and frankly there are going to be the, there are some people in our collective that don't want to change i talk about this a bit in my i touch a bit on this 
um, in my ebook, The Space Holders. Um, like what we call, like we love to blame the demonic and dark energies and stuff like that. Or some of us like to do that. But I think a far greater threat to ourselves and to our planet is the fact that some people, um, you know, you can blame demons all you want, but frankly, a bigger danger is people who don't want to things to change, who don't want the status quo to change because they benefit, they enjoy limited benefits from the status quo. And that's true from, I would say, extremely wealthy people. Um, but that's also true, for instance, for me as a, as a white person, for instance. Like, I can enjoy a certain level of comfort, for instance, on, because I consider myself a white, a white progressive liberal, right? I can enjoy a certain level of comfort, for instance, on related discourse on Twitter, for example, just to use a, an example, because I, you know, I uh, sort of prop up the privilege that I do enjoy by saying, well, I am, I am at least progressive, or I am at least a liberal. Um, but without stepping out of my comfort zone, you see what I'm saying? So... On the collective level, we're facing people who don't want there to be change, even though, even though we need change. And it's easy to point to people like, for instance, Jeff Bezos with his lazy eyes and his unending wealth, literally unending wealth. Um, much easier than to point, you know, go look in the mirror and point at ourselves and say, well, here are areas where I... I'm comfortable with the status quo because it benefits me. So I think this is showing us like the challenge on both a, a collective and a, and a personal level. And like I said before, it's when we start doing the work on the personal level that it begins to affect the collective level. Um, you can't just want to do either one and stick with that. You have to do both. And one, I would say, optimally, one would lead to the other. So personal work would lead to collective work so that's our ch that's our challenge going into 2020 we we're facing up to this on, on on the collective and the personal level those areas where we need to change we know things need to change but we don't want things to change because in this particular area we're okay with it or in this particular community we're okay with it or we're not affected you know at the very least we're not affected negatively by it so why why is it so is it really that important or we can acknowledge oh well it, it is important but why should i have to do anything with it because that's kind of the underlying attitude like how is that my problem if it's not my problem so yeah that's our so that's our look so that's so our so our lesson to recap so our main lesson for 2020 our main lesson i should say for 2019 um yeah, this is absolutely the. You know, we are following the, the path laid out by, the consequences of our action, and especially I, th I do feel like it's especially the last twenty thirty years, not to say that the years before that didn't contribute. Obviously they did, but just, just as we're moving into sort of a more, I would say the last twenty or thirty years we've been moving into more, uh, into a new era, into a more technological era, and this is the era that I'm talking about. And we thought that the good times would never end, and now they are. Or uh, more accurately, we're realizing that maybe they weren't such good times for uh, at all, or for everyone. 
so we're being forced to walk the path of our consequences and that's been uh, sobering and eye-opening main blessing for 2019 is 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 exactly this process like denial if you are an intelligent person with some level of empathy denial is increasingly becoming not an option anymore like we want to be in denial and we still find ways to be in denial but it's like the little voice in our head the our conscious is getting louder and louder and it's not shutting up and we're not finding it as easy to ignore as we have maybe before so that's been our blessing and it is a mixed blessing for many of us because it's tough uh, but it is it is a blessing that we need because it is waking up more people and I, I do feel like that is a blessing even if it maybe not feels like it just at this particular moment in time and then finally the challenge uh, remaining challenge as we head into 2020 and that is that honestly frankly some of us don't want to change some of us don't feel like there's a need for things to change some of us are comfortable with the status quo um, some of us would prefer to hold on and to hold fast rather than for change to occur uh, especially when it's not a thing, you know, when negative or challenging circumstances aren't touching us personally. We're only galvanized by, um, usually by, uh, you know, things personally affecting us. And for some people, many people, I would say, that is still an option, not to be, you know, many people still able to sort of hide behind those tall walls that we saw in the, the first three cards of the Ten of Pentacles. Um, but that is not, again, that is not, so some, that's the challenge. Some of us are going to try to stay there. But just looking at the cards as a whole, increasingly, that's not going to be an option anymore. And I think that's going to be a very difficult experience for, for large swaths of the collective to actually face up to... Uh, to what's been happening and to what's still happening and to what's going to keep happening if we don't actually affect change on both personal and societal and collective levels. Okay. So yeah, that's our retrospective for 2019. Um, what do you think? What What was your 2019 like? Was it a positive experience? Just from what I've seen on my timeline, I don't think... Well, I mean, it's not like I have... So, so many people on my timelines but generally the trend seems to have been that 2019 has not been a, a great year so I'd be interested I would be interested to hear what 2019 was like for you and what do you feel is, is has been happening for the collective and, and what do you feel will be coming up for the collective as we head into 2020 so I would love to hear from you um, you can send me an email with your thoughts comments at thinking.mystic.gmail.com uh, you can find me on Instagram. I'm the dot thinking dot mystic. I'm on Facebook as the you guessed it, the thinking mystic. Um, also, I would if there's any way that you can support me through shares, likes, or donations, that would be appreciated. You can donate uh, to PayPal via my email address, which is thinking dot mystic at gmail dot com. We can head head over to Coffee. I think it's ko dot fi forward slash thinking mystic but don't don't stake anything on that 
So if you can do that, I would really appreciate that. But comments, like shares, your opinion, truly all appreciated. Yeah, and uh, thanks for tuning in and enjoy the rest of your week.